Have you ever had aching pains from running, weight training, or other adventure sports? This is Krista from Limitless Physical Therapy. We're located right in Kearneysville, West Virginia. So if you're looking for what to do next, schedule an appointment with me on our website, limitlessptwv.com. Do you struggle making it through your workouts? Are you overwhelmed with finding the eating style that is right for you? I'm Emily Garman, and I'm a nutritionist located in Kearneysville, West Virginia at Limitless Physical Therapy. Set up an appointment on our website, limitlessptwv.com. Together, we can have you eating the right foods for your next fitness event. Schedule today at limitlessptwv.com. We are back on with Krista and Emily, and today we are talking about what to do in the first days after you found out you've had a concussion. Is that right, ladies? Yeah, that's right. right. All right. So I have no idea where to start on this one. Where do we start? Um, Well, this is Krista talking. I'm the physical therapist and owner at Limitless Physical Therapy. Um, I think... So as far as what I'm going to cover today, I'm going to bust four concussion-related myths for you guys. Um, Most of us think they are all truths and hard fact. I'm hoping today you leave with some really useful information that either you can use or you can educate your teammates or other parent friends about. Okay. mm -hmm. So where do we start? I think... First off, I'm going to actually ask you a question this time. All right. You're always the one asking questions. So, Kevin, what do you know about sports concussions? Oh, well, I think immediately of football, and then I think of snowboarding accidents I've had back before helmets existed in the 90s. I think about um, wrestling with my Army buddies when just because we fight each other all the time. I remember that. Mm-hmm. And I think I took a few hits back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I've only been diagnosed with a concussion once or twice ever. Diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that when you have a concussion or when you think you have a concussion, you should go to the emergency room, I assume, is my first step, or urgent care that has an x-ray. And then um, really it's in the doctor's hands after then to let me know if my head hurts more seriously than I think it does. Okay. So I think I would say that is truly the limit. Whether what to do, I don't know. And I don't know how to live my life at all mm-hmm. with a concussion. So yeah. enlighten me. So let's first start. What is a concussion and what are your first steps? And then after that, we're going to talk about what to do once you know you have a concussion. Okay. All right. So... You had mentioned, you know, once you think you have a concussion, what do I do? Do I go to the ER and get an x-ray? Actually, you do not have to go to the ER and get an x-ray. The best thing to do would be if you're actually at a sporting event, tell your coach or your athletic trainer. Um, Your athletic trainer should have the tools and testing to take you through and tell you, you do not pass, you shouldn't be playing right now, or yes, you do, you're okay, this really isn't what we think it is. So it shows up like immediately? Yeah, usually. I mean, if if we're talking about sports-related concussion, as far as like that impact, we're thinking we get hit in the head in some way, shape, or form. Right. Right? Um, Most of us associate a headache with concussion or some sort of dizziness, things like that. Um, But the concept really is there's no structural damage that's done during a concussion. So think about getting hit in the thigh and there's a bruise that shows up 
the same principle does not apply to our head because we have this beautiful thing called a skull and it protects our brain. So generally speaking, an, an x-ray or an MRI is not going to show a concussion. It could show a skull fracture or a brain bleed, but those things are completely separate from a concussion. Concussions are a chain reaction of your nervous system. So it's your nervous system on hyperdrive. Your brain is the main controller of every nerve that we have. So it gets hit and it is really super ramped up and sends signals way higher than it's supposed to. That is what sets off all of the things that are associated with a concussion, like a headache, like difficulty seeing certain things, dizziness, difficulty concentrating, fatigue, all of those issues are from that, not necessarily the hit. I need to interrupt now because in my, thinking about my education, I thought a concussion was when your head stops fast and then the brain slams against the part of the skull and then you do have a bruise on your brain. Am I totally wrong with that? No. So the impact itself, the you're hitting your head and then the brain hitting the skull can create what sets off all of what I was, was okay. talking about. So you have to have something that causes the concussion, i.e. So like the, the, impact, the helmet to helmet or something like that. So the impact sparks an overactive nervous system. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. right. And it's just this cascade that continues, and it's like you get into a bunch of people who've all had caffeine. One person talks to the next one, the next one's talking to that one, and everybody's talking, and somebody else walks in the room, and it's way too loud. It's overactive. Way overactive. Okay. And that's like a innate protection, I guess, that the body does, or, I mean... So the innate protection will be what follows, which is the huge drop. Okay. And that is when you really need to see a specialized concussion uh, provider, such as myself. I have taken extensive courses on how to treat people with concussions because every single one is different. There's not one that I've seen that's the same as the next. Okay. All right. Where, where were we? I'm sorry. I interrupted. So, that. that was really good, though. Yeah. So our Mythbuster is MRIs. So the truth of the Mythbuster is, and I'll say this, MRIs do not diagnose a concussion. The only way to diagnose a concussion is with the standardized tests, which is all based on how you can perform in certain situations. You, no want to, you want to give me an example of that? Yeah. So right after, a lot of people, the sideline test um, is an abbreviation. The, the SCAT-5 is a test that athletic trainers will do. Mm -hmm. um, the general population does not necessarily need to know the whole test, but it has different things like memory testing, visual testing, balance, and coordination. Nice. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Second Mythbuster. So we're going to bring Emily in on this one now. Ooh, okay. Yeah, she's ready. I'm she ready. is so pumped. So the first one people, people are told to do, they're, said, they're told go home and sit in a dark room and don't do anything that stimulates your brain for two or three days. Yeah, you, in my mind, you'd want to keep things super quiet. Yeah, dark, quiet. That sounds terrible, but basically, okay. Right. That's not that's not the way to go. Maybe for a little bit. 
right? Because we just talked about how your brain is way up firing. And so a little bit of calming that down is important. You don't need to go out in the sunshine and go to a rock concert and do headbanging heavy metal music, right? right? We don't need to go, we don't need to disregard this information, but we also don't want to take it to overdrive because we know that we need to still maintain some sort of brain activity to give it a baseline to come back to. So if you let all of that stimulus just stay way up high and then you put yourself in a corner and you come back out, everything's going to seem extremely heightened. Okay. If you, yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, that makes you heard sense, of like yeah. the sensory deprivation tanks? Yeah. And you sit in the dark and then you come out and everything's... The, the trees are more green, and faster, the sunlight's brighter, and everything's brighter, faster. The clear. same thing applies. So you're already trying to recover this brain activity, and then you're putting yourself into a new environment. Everything seems even more heightened. Gotcha. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So I'm really excited that Emily's here because there are some things that you could do on the nutrition standpoint to help accelerate your recovery as well. Hold on, though. So don't go into a dark room, but don't overstimulate also. Right, it's a gray line. Okay. <laughs> it is a gray line. So I would say, honestly, you know, you can hang out. You can, you know, hang out on your couch, hang out on your TV, or hang out in your TV room, bedroom, whatever. If screen time doesn't, if that stimulus is not too much for you, meaning if you're looking at a TV and it's not giving you a headache, it's all right. You're okay. okay. Good. If you can read a book, it's all right. It's okay. Okay. You know, really just use your pain as a true guide for what to do for the first two days. Gotcha. All right. Emily. Yeah. So as a nutritionist, um, I really look at ways that we can help the body heal and recover from something like a concussion through um, different food choices and supplements. So when we're talking about you know, Krista was just talking about extremes. We don't want to just sit in a dark room or go out and do something that's overstimulating to us. Um, there's a lot of things we can do in those first couple days, like while you're sitting and chilling and just trying to figure out like where, you know, where's my body at? What can I handle at this point? There are some, um, first we'll, we'll talk about some supplementation that you can really implement really right away if you think a concussion is what you have um, and then especially after diagnosis to kind of help the healing process um, go smoothly go a little quicker replenish what is lost um, because following a concussion levels of magnesium and zinc drop drastically in the body like immediately and immediately happens um, and so those are two very crucial elements that the body utilizes um, for healing and for recovery. So it's very important for us to get those levels back up. So magnesium, um, that's one of the best nutrients for speeding up recovery from a concussion. And it also helps to prevent delayed brain injury. Um, so that's something, again, if you're not sure uh, if a concussion is what you're dealing with, it might be a good idea to just supplement with a little of that mm -hmm. until you find out just to kind of jumpstart that process. Um, it helps reduce inflammation. A lot of the supplements I'll touch on, one of their main goals is inflammation. You know, whenever we have an injury, 
we get inflammation. It is our body's response to healing. And we do need an amount, you know, of inflammation, but over a long period of time that ends up, um, being more harmful than good for the body. Um, and then it raises something that's called glutathione in the cells and that helps our body repair neurons. So like Krista was talking how it is a neurological, our nervous system, um, thing happening more than just like a bruise that um, really helps to bring the nutrients that the cell needs to replace those. So it's important to note that if you go out to find a magnesium supplement, there are many different kinds and they all do different things for the body. They're all important. When we're talking about concussion and healing for that, we want glycinate. Glycinate. is the form of magnesium. And when you're looking at um, you're in the grocery store, you're in the supplement section, you're looking at all of it. It will say that on the bottle. So it sh it will be very clear okay. that that's what you're, that's what you're getting. Um, like I mentioned too, zinc is really good. Um, that is good for mood and cognition, which is, you know, important for all of us, whether we have a concussion or not, but <laughs> those levels drop so low after concussion that we really want to make sure we're getting that in, um, to help with our cognition and focus in the days after. Yeah. I feel like the, I feel like the opposite is what we're, we think to do. It's like, no, 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 don't stimulate your brain. Just right, kind of lay right. still. And you're saying that the zinc will help with cognition. I guess that makes sense. It's, you, tell, you know, who thinks about this stuff though? Yeah. Right. And that's now like we were talking about diagnosing. They're trying to come up with diagno diagnostic tests, objective ways to um, diagnose a concussion. And they're starting to try to look at, you know, will blood tests or saliva tests be able to eventually diagnose these things? Because mm -hmm. she's, you know, like she just pointed out, magnesium levels drop almost immediately. So if you can get that test that quickly and that reliably, maybe one day we'll be able to truly diagnose them yeah. with, a, with a test. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, one that's super important for everybody and something I recommend whether you have a concussion or not is getting some good omega-3s in. So like a good cod liver oil. Um, well, it can be oil or supplement pill form. Um, but that really helps to build the cell membrane, which we're trying to repair in the brain. So it's important to get a higher dose than normal um, in the first couple days. And then it comes down a little bit, but you still want an elevated dose for for three months right. after being diagnosed with a concussion. Three months. Three months. Three months. Okay. Yes. Because as we're going to talk about, that's about how long it actually takes for most people to get back to where they were before, mm -hmm. whether they knew it or not. So, okay. So, right. so she was just talking about the the cell membrane again. I don't want to get too anatomy with everybody, but let's. That cell has a has a layer on the outside called your cell membrane. After a concussion, it's damaged. So there's like the holes in it. Let's imagine let's, there's little holes in it and it's all leaky now. The brain has this relationship to your gut. Emily's smiling because I want her to talk a little bit, just touch, touch a little bit on, because again, we're talking about the first week after a concussion. As a physical therapist, I can see the individual that first day zero, day zero through three or four, and I can help them to, with the diagnosis. I can also help them with some things they can work on so they're not in so much discomfort 
but really the first week is a lot of nutrition related things until I can get in there and the person is stabilized enough that we can do treatment. So Emily, I want you to just as best you can, I know it's a, it's a complex topic, but the brain and the gut work together. How? Yeah. Isn't it so cool that nutrition can be used for even healing from a concussion? It is. Man, I love my job. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Well, gut health, the gut-brain connection is a very in-depth topic. So just like a high overview. Yep. The gut is labeled as like our second brain. Mm -hmm. It very much has, just like the brain helps to control our nervous system, helping us get, you know, in a parasympathetic state or a sympathetic state, our gut does the same. And it's very important to, for a number of reasons, to keep our gut health in check. Um, Some ways to do that, we'll just like hit some high level ways to, because you, you really need to work with someone to get some testing. It can be through um, answering some questions or regular testing just to see where your gut is at. But some ways that Hold you on. can... Hold let on. Let me, let, me, let me see if I can understand this. Yeah. Okay. Give me three different versions of gut health first. Good, so bad, I, and ugly. Yeah. So like, <laughs> so like... What is good, what is bad, and what is like really bad? And you can, okay. say, I mean, you can say things like, okay, if you're if you're crushing like fast food three times a week, and ugly. and and sodas and candy and sugars and all that sort of stuff, that would be ugly. Okay, so basically, our di- our gut, our digestive system. Mm-hmm has a lot of little bacteria and bugs in it. Mm -hmm. And that's a good thing. We want that. Um, There is both good and bad bacteria. Uh, A good, healthy, thriving gut has a good, sufficient amount of good bacteria. Um, And Hold on. Hold on now. So the bacteria multiplies. It does. Right. So I'm not eating the bacteria or it's not a part of my food. But what the good bacteria wants is a certain kind of food. Yes. And the bad bacteria also wants a certain kind of food because it will also duplicate and grow. Good bacteria. Sorry, I had to bring it really down to some, but that's. It's so true. Okay. Good bacteria really loves fiber um, from your vegetables, from some fruit, and the like king of all food for digestion for good gut um, microbiome is what it's called uh, would be fermented foods uh, so you can think of things like kimchi um, sauerkraut although there's a little asterisk asterisk beside that because we want um, good quality sauerkraut um, because when it comes probiotics are what feeds that's what feeds the gut (laughs) it's so hard to keep this like so surface level but um or you could take a probiotic that would work probiotics my food they can be in your food okay again guys if you really want to have a breakdown go ahead and listen to our podcast on probiotics prebiotics and gut health okay that'll it's coming if you haven't heard it yet it's coming soon whatever eventually but yes. so 
keeping this simple, if I have a concussion, right. based on the fact that there's already good and bad bacteria in my stomach, the best path I could take to increase the amount of good bacteria, which is connected to my brain, through brain health and gut health, is what sort of foods? Honestly, it's healthy whole foods. Okay. So to keep it simple, bad bacteria feeds off of things like sugar, processed food. It gets Our bad bacteria ends up getting overrun, and that throws that whole gut-brain loop, uh, that feedback loop there, off. There's a lot of other things off as well, but what you really want to focus on is eating things that are rich in the those good the things that will feed the good bacteria so increasing fiber content in your diet um, you can look at supplementing with a probiotic if you're not or getting foods rich in probiotics which would be kombucha kimchi kefir sauerkraut things like that that can help to populate um, the good bacteria. You don't need a lot. One serving a day is good, and that's generally two to four tablespoons. So it's not really like we're adding a, the fermented foods. It's not like we're adding a whole bunch of stuff into the diet. It's just enough to keep that um, growing. Another food... Hold on. <laughs> How fast does it improve? Oh, well, that depends on where your starting point is at. Mm -hmm. Understood. Okay. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Just as one other thing I was going to say is um, protein consumption mm -hmm. following a concussion. Super important. Oh, good. Um, because pr protein is one of our building blocks for our cells and, and other things that we need. You know, that's a great thing to just, and, and an easy thing for most people to do is just increase the amount of protein that they're eating in a day just to really help. Um, rebuild the area that's been damaged. That's the easiest one to figure out. Protein. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Chicken, steak, cheeseburgers. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yes. Okay, I got you. And okay. Def and definitely those like those omega three fatty acids, like found mm -hmm. it fa commonly found in like fatty fish, like salmon. Um, again, because your brain is a lot of fat, it runs on a lot of fat. It's insulated by fat, so making sure that you're again protecting it, like she's, like she had already mentioned. I have so much interest in that, so yeah. I, I really do look forward to. We got to grind that down at some <laughs> point, lady. Seriously, because yeah. it's you're so educated in it now, and the people who probably listen to this podcast and people who should be listening to it are hungry for what they don't even know they don't know. Mm -hmm. And I think it sounds like just small changes in your nutrition probably will really improve things it makes a mm -hmm. huge difference That's, i'm so i'm looking forward to look more so back to concussions so it's like still day two right I, i'm taking my magnesium my zinc i'm eating my proteins i've got some more fiber going i'm trying to improve my gut health yes. so it can connect with my brain and help it recover mm -hmm. i'm not sitting in a dark room i'm actually <laughs> using my pain threshold how much is not painful yeah. and doing that and then so what else is there right so now we are on to, let's say now we're past day, we're on day three or four at this point, okay? Most people, so if I could draw a graph, most people on day zero, when they get hit in the head, they are set into motion, the concussion. Days one and two may actually feel a little bit more symptomatic or 
more headache or a little bit more dizziness, more fatigue or nausea than the first. So days one and two are typically the worst days that you will feel. Most people by day four or five feel better. Their symptoms are pretty much okay. Um, they're not nauseous. They are maybe sleeping okay, but they're over the worst, so they feel like they can go back to play. This is where, conveniently, um, if we're going to pick on maybe the sport of football, they're just good enough to go back to the next game. This is where we need the word of caution. You should definitely be um, seeing your athletic trainer or come and see me because odds are that may not be true. Um, and if it is, then come in for the consult, the free consultations that we do, and you can go back and play. But the worst thing you could do is go back and play and get a second concussion because then you're dealing with way prolonged injury. It's almost like if you were a runner and you, you, you rolled your ankle. It's the Achilles tendon. Yeah, it's the, it's the Achilles. It's the Achilles heel. Yes, it is. <laughs> as soon, it's as, as, soon as you pull it. You're like, oh, I need like a month, and it's mm -hmm. well, it's, it's really six weeks. Mm -hmm. And I always tell my friends who had it, I've had it like four times. When you think you're ready to run, give it another month to six weeks. And people are like, no, no way, it's, it feels fine now. I'm yeah. like, bro, when you pop it again, you're starting all it's, over. Yep. Yeah. The so concept is very similar because your brain has to function. So it will, your body will prioritize everything it's got to make your brain feel better or else you're a poorly functioning human, right? Like nobody wants to feel the way you do the day after a concussion. So your body will do everything it can. It will shunt all of its energy, all those nutrients Emily was talking about to repair it. And so physical testing, such as balance or maybe some coordination stuff might look okay, but it's all of those higher level functions that your brain has to do, like remember stuff or do simple math problems or stay awake all day. Um, things like that are typically not normal for 27 days. Okay. Yeah, it's a long time. 27 days. And this is why it's so important to have a baseline test before your sports season or at some point, um, if you're going back to a high level or high um, likelihood of sports concussion. So we're talking like football, lacrosse, um, rugby, sure. soccer, things like that. Right, yeah. Those sports really need a baseline test done at some point. So you know where you need to get back to. Otherwise, you could say, well, I've always been this way. That's awesome. That's why I love your company because it, it's, it seems like all the analogies are for sports people, which is kind of like what, what I am. am. Yeah, that's awesome. It's mm -hmm. awesome. Okay, so 27 yeah. days right. or longer. You know, in, in concussions... Again, you don't think about them until it's a problem. And I believe this is a muscle, or the brain's not really a muscle, but you can't really train body parts to avoid a head impact. Mm -mm. You could train neck for head stability. You could train shoulders to keep your neck in place mm -hmm. under an impact scenario. I, I used to train for um, trail running. I used to train for falls. So I would strengthen forearms, hands, wrists. Um, elbows and, and mm -hmm. arms in particular to sustain falls because I know they're coming. And that might seem overdoing it, mm -hmm. but in my mind it's not. I don't see how you can train your brain to be capable of not taking a concussion. Right. Yeah, and they've got, research and technology has gotten fantastic. I mean, we now we wear helmets like you had mentioned, you know, 
before helmets were cool in snowboarding. I mean, people wear helmets snowboarding. We wear them kayaking, rock climbing, right. all sorts of stuff. Like, we're taking better steps so that we don't have other issues, meaning, like, brain bleeds and skull fractures, but concussions, y you can't pad the inside of your head. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's yeah, hard. You can't really do that. So, yeah, it's really important to make sure that, again, if you get your nutrition in check the first week, your odds are, again, just going to come up way better at the end of the day. You're going to feel a little bit better, faster, and who ultimately doesn't want to do that? So we've talked about MRI does not diagnose a concussion. Immediate rest without any stimulation is probably not the best choice. While you can, the coming out of that might be pretty rough. Mm -hmm. And we definitely don't want to return to play as soon as we, quote unquote, feel, feel better. Good. Right. Definitely want to get checked out by someone who knows what they're doing or someone who can interpret your baseline test, meaning all your cognitive testing, your memory, your your math skills. But that's why you, that's why you have the baseline because you, right. might, you might just not, not be that bright. Yeah. Well, and that's what, <laughs> but that's what the baselines are for. You know, yeah. it's, you do joke, but it's true, right? We don't want to, we don't want to do anything crazy. That, uh, right. right. But yeah. So you definitely have that um, nice baseline. And then obviously I think we touched on this. Rest is not the only, is not the treatment. Rest does not necessarily, if you have a concussion that doesn't, that doesn't spontaneously resolve in your seven to 10 day window, um, and you haven't yet seen a physical therapist or not, a, not just any physical therapist, but a certified concussion physical therapist, i.e. myself. And if there are any in the local West Virginia area, I would love to meet you and we can network and be friends because so far I'm the only one. Awesome. That's all, super smart. Network, network, network. Yeah. So yeah, I would love to meet you if you're listening. I want to meet you. Well, who are you again? I'm Krista. I'm at Limitless Physical Therapy and we can help navigate your concussions. We do free concussion screening. Uh, we do free consults for most any complaint or injury of an athlete, but especially concussions. Please call. I will get you in. I will fit you in our schedule. Um, we definitely want to get you looked at and make sure that you're starting on the right foot. We'll give you our concussion nutrition information, just our little handout with all the supplements Emily was talking about, and give you a roadmap to the first week before we can do true testing and actually get the physical therapy stuff going. Nice. And then how, when I think of football, of course I think of a kid, so how soon would a parent give you a call if they think they have a concussion or not to make appointments? Like how soon should they get in there to start something with you? I mean, ideally, if the sports game's on Saturday and you think something happened, send me an email on Saturday. Mm -hmm. my, my name is Krista Digidio with a D. Um, you can look that up probably in the description of the podcast. It's hard to spell. Go to the website, yeah, too. Go to my website, limitlessptwv.com, and shoot me an email, and I will respond to you within 24 hours and get your child in on Monday. I want to see him or her. That's awesome. And then, Emily, did we miss anything? No, I think we covered it. I think um, same thing. Call Krista. Um, we'll get you hooked up with the correct dosages mm -hmm. and, you know, things that you you will need to implement the um, supplement and nutrition plan mm -hmm. post-concussion. Yeah. But, yeah. And if it's anything more than just a couple supplements, you know, some people may need more prolonged nutrition care after the concussion when everything else seems to be working well and it's just – 
different things like I, I need you to remember your patterns and memory. Go play cards with your buddies. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a really great way. But sometimes there's some nutrition stuff that may help with that too. Well, great, guys. That it? Yeah, that's it. I just really wanted that to come to light. I wanted people to know there is a nutrition component. And I don't know why nobody talks about it. So, Because it's not a problem until it is. It's not a problem until exactly. it is. You don't have a concussion until you do. Or, <laughs> and then maybe you probably had one for a while. Who even knows? Guys, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Break it down for Brackens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. Today's conversation was brought to you by Brackens Painting. You can find information about Brackens Painting at www.brackenspainting.com for all of your residential and commercial painting needs. Give Brackens a call. This podcast is brought to you by City National Bank in Ransom, West Virginia. I am Melissa Knott and manage both of our Jefferson County locations. Our Charlestown location is located on George Street in Charlestown, and the Ransom location is located in the Potomac Marketplace Shopping Center. City National Bank is a full-service community bank that provides an array of financial services. We offer a range of free checking accounts and savings products for both consumer and business customers. City National Bank offers competitive low-rate and low-cost lending products for both business and personal needs. Come and talk to me or one of my team members and get products and services that are tailored to fit your schedule and help you to achieve your financial goals. I can be reached at both the Ranson and Charlestown locations. Check out our website at www.bankatcity.com.